week of the Scramble Legs podcast. Not too much to get into introductory-wise today. It's myself, the Scrambler-in-Chief I've been called before, Mr. Noah Jacobs, joined by, per usual, my brother, Benny the Jet Jacobs. It's Olympics time. It's MTP bracket time. We've got a, a, a little podcast put together for you today. We're excited to talk about some different things, but uh, most importantly, Ben will be in Madison tomorrow, the day that this is released. He will arrive at some point in Madison, we hope. So uh, that's exciting news for us, but right off the rip, Ben, Olympics, how, how do we feel about it so far? I do not feel like the lack of fans has really affected. Everything seems to be electric city. No, I mean, the, the last few days have just been, I mean, thunderstorms, electricity raining from the sky in Tokyo. It is, it is unbelievable. Last night, excuse my French coming into this story, but watching the, the women's 400 hurdles, uh, I stood up and had my hands on my head like this and probably about 16 times in a row just said, holy shit, holy shit. And then they finished and I just kept saying it more. And it was like it, one of the greatest things I've ever watched live, one of the best events I've ever seen in my lifetime, period. It's just, it, it was incredible. The men's 400 hurdles was incredible. The women's 800 with two 19-year-olds going absolutely crazy is incredible. Like every final has just been awesome, has been so cool. There's just been, I mean, cool stuff happening in the prelims, awesome stories. You forget about like the the sports that you're not into but right you turn on like badminton and gymnastics and you're just like this is this is sweet i'm so into this water polo i've not been able to get into though that's the one thing i'm like uh there's something there's surely there's something better going on than water polo i would agree with that i would say the same thing about sailing what i will say is its own electric boogaloo is synchronized swimming happened to accidentally stumble upon it today while we were looking for something else I tell you what, the amount of like holding your breath and like under underwater, like holding yourself up and like kicking legs, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's pretty fun to watch. Now, I wouldn't sit there and watch it for an hour on end like track and field. But if you just watch like one or two performances, it's kind of incredible to think about because I can barely stand on my hands at like three feet deep water and do anything. And these men, women, whoever are just floating around. I mean, other great sports, obviously sand volleyball, two on two, it's just pure energy. Like as fast as you can go, people running around and it's, there's just so many great Olympic sports and things you can watch, but obviously we're going to track, talk to track and field side. Do you have any other Olympic storylines outside of track and field you think that should be hit quick? Um, I mean, like people talk about gymnastics a fair amount. I think I've been more into gymnastics this this year than any other year. And I, I'm i sure plenty of other people have discussed like the whole Simone Biles situation. So I don't think I really want to want to get into any of that. But I remember the the night that they did the men's all around championship. Right. We're, we're watching and they're coming through like the last the last people in it and there's this like Chinese dude who does really well and like oh well he's in the gold medal position and there's only one person left to go and it was this 19 year old uh Japanese guy Hashimoto I think I think Daikai Daiki is his first name or I'm I'm always confused how it works over there but whereas I was like all right I'm all in on this guy like this is he's the last one to go it's in his home country. Um, China is one of those, like, I, I'm not sure why. I am sure why. It's because of, like, the communist history. And it's like China and Russia. And, like, there's a few countries that I'm like, I just kind of never want to see these guys win as, like, over any alternatives. And I was like, I think the Japanese culture and their food is really good so i was like all right cool i'm all in on this guy and then he won and it was super cool and i don't think i've ever been more excited for a gymnastics event in my life which i kind of feel bad saying because the american uh i think it was brody malone was the one who was in it at that point brody malone was kind of out of it i was just like all right all in on japanese guy 
And then last night, um, Daiki Hashimoto won the the bar as well. I was like, okay, this guy's sweet. This guy's awesome. I'm all in on this guy next Olympics too. Give me in three years when he's 22 in Paris. I'm all Book in it. on this guy. Book it. But so yeah, I'm gonna turn that into into the track and field. The women's long jump was like the same way. It was down to the wire. There were that final round, right? It's fun to watch. I I was I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm not Tara Davis's biggest fan, but she is an incredible athlete. So you're, you're invested in watching her. She's jumping from like the sixth position or something like that in the, the finals final, because you get three jumps and then they take out of the 12, they take eight. So she makes the, I, I don't know, overtime. I don't know what you want to call it. You cut down the final. It's kind of a confusing. It's already called the final. I don't know. So she's in it. You've got an American that's in the lead. You've got, um, someone that is from Germany that's apparently been coached by Carl Lewis. And then you've got someone that had the tied mark with the American in the lead, but then they go to your second farthest jump. So you're, we're in the buildup, um, last set and the, the American in the lead, Brittany, Brittany Reese, I believe is her name. She had an incredible series, six jumps, no scratches. And they were all like 6.6 meters or farther. They were all awesome jumps. There was no like lack of a good jump when she got off the board. But so she's, she's sitting there, she's waiting. Right. And I don't even know. It's so different than a distance event because you cross the line. You either know you won your second, whatever, like you're loading up your kick in this, she's in the lead and you're watching everyone do their last round of jumps. And if someone happens to pop one out, I believe she was tied with the Nigerian jumper at 6.97 meters. If someone happens to jump farther than that, now you have to be ready again to go back out there and like, right. You have to put on like your final gear, like someone passed you on the outside. You got to come back on the inside and win that race. If it were a distance race and the person in the bronze medal position popped off a seven meter jump with, and like the last round. And it, right. I've, I've never really been as invested in a field event as like watching that, like really rooting for the American. I thought she had a ton of swag. She's like super decorated, sweet sunglasses on. And it was just cool. And her series was great. It was, it was fun to watch and they covered it well. And then right later that night, you get the men's 400 hurdles. And so, I mean, you talk about what you said and not that I wasn't like that in watching Muhammad and Sydney McLaughlin, but Rye Benjamin and Kirsten Warholm might've been even more enticing for me because I was just all in on Rye Benjamin, right? Warholm's incredible, fun to watch, great athlete. I wanted to see the guy lose and Benjamin's like closing on him, closing on him. And Warholm after that last hurdle just has that extra, that one scintilla more to get him across the line, you know, 0.2 seconds faster than Benjamin got there. But it was a down to the wire race, very similar to how Muhammad and McLaughlin raced in that Muhammad went out and McLaughlin basically ran her down over the last two hurdles and won, except right. Benjamin was the person running war home down. So you're kind of anticipating it. You're watching it the whole way. And you see world records in both of those you just can't ask for anything better. I mean, are the hurdle heights lower? Is the track short? What? Like the three fastest times in world history, excluding like Kirsten Warholm's previous world record, all came in that heat of the men's. And then the two fastest times in world history, just period, came in the women's. And like, you can't ask for better. Probably two of the greatest Olympic races we've ever seen. Probably, yeah. Well, I was like more or less off of simply the the men's um, the men's final, uh, unless you're counting like Edwin Moses back in the day, because like right greatness versus like how good you are, like sure. two of the the unquestionably two of the five greatest like Olympic or just four hundred meter hurdlers, period of all time come in that the men's final and then just off of the women's final, like the three, the three best, the three fastest, the three potentially most like 
dominant over at, at least in their respective because Fem Fem Kabul is yeah. like no joke. She, she, no well, she she didn't lose and just kind of destroyed. I mean, five for five in um, Diamond League and didn't lose in, in Europe. She's the the European champion and comes into it and like right you watching that race like with like two hurdles to go. They're on the home stretch and like she's there. And I was like, yeah. it's entirely possible that like if she takes these last two hurdles well and like Dalila Muhammad was she went out like a shot. So I was like, right, if if Emka's got something and the Americans are, you know, just kind of not able to to put on that magical fifth gear or like over the last hurdle, like it's it's entirely possible that like any of these three women can do it right now. And the the fact that before the American trials, no woman had ever gone under 52 seconds in the 400 hurdles and they almost put all three who got a medal under that mark like femka ran 5203 for bronze which is unbelievable like they're the three fastest competitors to ever do it and i think like three of the four fastest times ever run it's i mean it's competition breeds success and i mean those three were all ridiculously good but like most most years, if you have anybody who is at the level of any of those three, then they're just going to run away and like make everyone else look stupid. But instead, we get these, inc- and it's the same thing with the men. But instead, because we have multiple people who are who are that good, it is unbelievably exciting to see these people performing at this like at these not only like like literally the greatest performances of all time, like world records and losing is it's so exciting. It's so awesome. Like you do definitely kind of feel bad for the person who, right. It's like, yeah. uh, no Yanni, like when he broke the mile world record, like breaking the world record, but still losing to he is like tough. It's, it's tough, but it is as a spectator, pretty spectacular. Yeah. So before we talk about any of the other finals, because there's a couple more, you know, we at least have to mention, uh, I got a shout out my boy Morgan McDonald just misses the 5k final, which I was, I was crushed by, but he was in a really tough heat and everyone's heard about the conditions and stuff over there for distance runners, Ali Hoare, he's racing again tonight. He's uh, yesterday night. If you're listening to this podcast today, it comes out in the men's 1500 semi. I really like his odds. I, I think he's going to make it to the final. And then at that point, it's a 1500. Anything can happen. Super excited about that. Excited about Alicia Monson in the 10 K coming up towards the end of the, the track and field portion. Um, Zach Zymack and Georgia Ellenwood, two former Badgers competing in the heptathlon and the decathlon uh, as well as uh, Steven Bastin from Michigan in the decathlon. He had a hell of a day one fourth place after one day is crazy to think about. Um, but I mean, there's just, there's just so many incredible things like, right. Nick Willis makes a semi squeaks in, but the dude's 38 years old and he made a semi and I'm not Nick Willis's biggest fan, but he's a tactician. He knows how to get it done. He's been there. He's done that. And he knows how to race above, like, honestly, the level of his own fitness. So he sneaks in on a time qualifier. He gets lucky on the heat he's in because Stuart McSwain pulls him out. But the 1500, the 5k, the women's 10k, the women's 1500 final, if you, if you haven't figured out when those are, because I haven't, I'm just going to watch when someone else is telling me they're on. Those are must watch. That is must see TV. You've got to figure it out. Those I am just, I'm just excited about they're wide open. Anything can happen. But in, in talking about right. Some of those distance races that I'm excited about is Safan Hassan human Ben. Hmm. I almost said barely, but that would be, that would go the other way. <laughs> um, technically. Yeah. <laughs> Will she's, she lose? I, I, I don't think that she'll do it. You know, I'm going to say that it? right now. I, over the last few days, I've, I don't think that she's gonna be able to do it. I, I think that either, um, faith, keep you gone is in the 1500 will sneak it away from her. Um, let us in bet 
in the uh the 10k the world record holder is going to say all right this woman is exhausted she's run 14,500 meters and i've run zero and take it early and make it hard and make it honest and safan just isn't going to be able to because safan is like no one else in that field has the finishing speed that she does right so for her it's like right it's it's an olympic final this is the championship race of championship races she's just got to be coming into that thinking i am faster than everyone else when it comes down to the last mile the last k the last 400 meters i just gotta make it i just gotta hold on for dear life and then give whatever i have left in that last lap and if if she's there then even being as tired as she is i don't think that anyone else is going to be able to hold her off but i i think that um i forget what if g'day is the first name or the last name but g'day let us in bet let us in bet g'day then and that in that case, we'll be fresh off a shiny new world record. If the conditions are good, even if the conditions aren't good, like uh, maybe not take it from the gun, but, you know, make it honest from 5K. Because it's either like you, you, roll, you roll the dice with that and see, you know, if you go out and, and crash and burn and somebody sneaks it back, back past you, or you're basically just asking to lose if you wait until the last lap and let Safan Hassan still be there, it's or both happen and she get ends up getting silver or, you know, I, it, I would not be shocked if, you know, if um, Gade goes for it in the 10 K and Safan Hassan ends up not even getting a medal. I mean, she's, she's unbelievably good, but if it goes fast, then there are women who can go fast and, Right, you can have that unbelievable finishing speed and run a 61 in the 1500 off of a fall, but that's a prelim, and the women at the front probably weren't going as hard as they could. And when it when it comes down to it, you know, you're everyone's human, everyone's got a breaking point. We're just gonna see if Safan Hassan can manage it and if the stars can align and she'll actually be able to to pull it off. I think she but, wins them all. Really? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right up. I don't see her losing the 1500. It's a tactical race, always has been. And I just don't think anyone is good enough to just run away from her. Unless something tactically goes horrible for her, there's no way she's not in it at the bell. And then there's no way she doesn't win. What she did in the 5K, like after the, the 1500 prelim that morning, there's I just don't see her losing. And then in the 10K, I... I'm just expecting conditions are going to be tough. And if all she has to do, even if someone else pushes it, if all she has to do is sit on somebody's shoulder and survive as long as possible, I think she's going to be in it. And then I think it's, it's going to be a, why not me? And she's going to win in the last lap. The only way she doesn't win is if she just completely self implodes and we find the breaking point. There's no, like, she's going to medal. There's like, she's going to win or she's going to take 17th. And I am all about it. Get in there, give it all you've got pure, like, and it's, it's incredible to watch. It's just a story. Every time you see it, I think Perrier has a shot to medal in that 1500, but I don't think Kip Yegan, Perrier, Laura Muir, like all the names, I don't think anyone has the last hundred meters that Safan Hassan put on in the 5k was ridiculous. And assuming she can even come close to replicating that, I... I don't see anybody beating her in that. And then you get to the last one. It's like, what's well, only 25 more laps. What is this to me? <laughs> Not that that's actually how she would approach it, but it's just like a get in there, do as best as you can. And like, just rip it towards the later stages of that. So we've got that. The men's 200 was sweet. Uh, I, you know, obviously I'm rooting for the Americans, but Andre de Grasse winning, Pretty, pretty great. And then America going two, three, four. You can't ask for, for much better. Um, I wish Noah Lyles wouldn't have done like the Goku thing after taking bronze. Like I saw a sports center tweet something about it. And I was like, look, he was here to take gold. He should be proud that he took bronze. Like he should represent his country well, but like, is it, is it really necessary for him to do like a bunch of anime celebrations or Naruto celebrations or like, is that really necessary? Or like, 
Devin Allen winning his hurdle heat of prelims and then like doing a dance that I've seen 400 times now. Like I, I don't know that I'm the most for that. Obviously you should celebrate if you medal and you do really well, but a lot of the stuff just isn't genuine to me. Like, you know, if someone comes across the line and they're fist pumping and they're super excited and they look like they have no idea what to do, that is prime. That is prime. But if you have this whole plan, like I'm going to do this Naruto thing, I, I don't know. I don't What's your opinion on that, Ben? So I, I found the tweet that you're referring to. I did not see this, um, the celebration. And as someone who has watched, I'm, I am definitely not like a huge anime buff but someone who has watched marginally more anime than you i can confirm that he's doing dragon ball and it's not naruto oh that's my bad that's my bad yeah you keep saying naruto come on man <laughs> they don't do the the kamehameha he, he's like I, I i agree like okay you're a bronze medalist that's awesome but you were you were there to win and you can't be doing like, right, you can't be doing celebrations like that for for not winning. Yeah. And even, like, it's cool if they have, like, a, a little dance or whatever, but I, I would much rather see, like, I mean, the post-race celebrations that I'm all, all about are the ones that are kind of just off the top of your head. Or, like, I think of Shikari Richardson at the American Trials, like, just continuing to run and just pointing along the stands and screaming and, and just like saying whatever she wants to say or people just kind of putting their hands on their head and fist pump, like, you know, whatever, like, Oh, that's awesome. Right. You, you yell something, but having some planned out dance or like anime references, like, especially for, for not winning the thing when a lot of people had you pick to win it. Yeah. It's like, well, I wouldn't have done it. That's for sure. Big shout out to Kenny Bednarik from Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Think about that. Silver medalist in the 200 from Rice Lake, Wisconsin. I don't know how many people are in that town, but I think it's smaller than Corona from what I've heard. That's kind of crazy to think about. Wowza. Shall, but, um, what's the, um, I, I'm forgetting his first name, but Knighton. Arian Knighton. Yeah, yeah, Ari- yeah. Crazy. The 17-year-old. Wowza. Unbelievable. Talk about making me feel bad about myself. But so we've got a thing, Mo Raven Rogers with an incredible last hundred. They go one, three. I don't even, you know, I, maybe it's bad. I was just like expecting Mo to do something incredible and to win. And that's exactly what we got. And props to Raven Rogers, like putting herself in the right position and then like not, you know, not writing it in and mailing it in and just beating some people. She went from seventh to third in the home stretch. That's awesome. That's what you want to see. That's that fighting spirit. Um, man, across other events. The... Well, let's, so I think that we should also mention the, the other 19-year-old, Keely Hodgkinson from, yeah. from Britain, who is also 19, going silver, being like, so two girls who are two years younger than I am just pretty much made the whole rest of the world look stupid at the Olympics in the half mile. It's like, wow. Absolutely. Wow. Really, I mean, the future is bright. Right. So then moving down from, from that event, you've got the 100 and the 200 on the women's side. Elaine Thompson-Hara wins them both. Incredible. Just, I mean, you know, you, you put anybody up against there. And then it, it's really just an experience thing, I think. Like experience pays, been there, done that. And obviously she's in incredible shape. She's in great form at the right time. She knows what to do. Gabby Thomas with the bronze in the 200, uh, the men's hundred Bromel doesn't make the final that hurt to see Curly. I think every distance runner, maybe just like everybody's favorite sprinter. I'm not positive of this. Fred Curly silver in the hundred after being like a multi-time U S champ in the 400. What is this guy's potential over 200 meters? That's kind of what I was thinking is like, it, it's a shock. I still don't totally understand like the logic of to not only be like, I'm going to run the hundred, but to like, he like scratched from the Olympic trials in the 400. He was like, I don't, I'm not even going to run the 400. And yeah. so many people like wrote him off right away, but I was like, let's, you know, let's, let's hear what he has to say. You know, he might have some, 
he's pretty confident in this. I don't, I don't think that I would have scratched the 400 if I was in his, um, if I was in his spikes, but like, so silver works out silver medal in the hundred unbelievable the 200 like there, there's no reason that he couldn't be just as good in or the better. 200 or yeah or better because if he's obviously proven himself over a distance twice as long and clearly he's proven himself in a distance half as long so doesn't that seem like it would just kind of be the perfect the sweet spot point? of if he's stupid good at these two things and he could at least be also ridiculously good at the 200 I'm... and then i feel like we also have to shout out marcel jacobs great last name italian mm-hmm. guy that no one had expected to do anything to a sort guy comes out wins gold that that is sweet i mean that's the right that's like the olympic dream and you want to what i'm really curious about this if you're no, just just you as an athlete, as a spectator, as a track and field fan, men's high jump. What are your thoughts on the double gold? Oh, I'm for it. I am too. Maybe that's like maybe I'm not a competitor enough, and you know you want to look at it like from the business side, from the financial side. If you can both say like we've jumped our buns off, I'm tired as balls, and I do not want to get into a jump off with you. Like we're, you're both going to get a lot of money for it. Um, you're representing your country. Well, you've right. You've, I assume you've already jumped your buns off and you miss at the same point and you, you're both just like super excited for each other. And like, can we just get two golds? Yeah. And that's awesome for right. There's a jumper from cutter and from Italy, correct? Yep. And I, I mean, I'm all for it. Like if you've, Assuming you put it all out there, imagine being the guy that says, no, let's do this jump off. And then you lose and you grab the silver medal. Not that like there's any disrespect in getting a silver medal, but that's, I mean, you want to talk about mounting the pressure. Like that's way worse than like, all right, I'm rolling, I'm jumping. And now you're like, well, it's over. I, that's all it is. And you kind of shut it down mentally to get back into that would be tough and get into a jump off where you literally know it's gold or bust. So. Well, and I saw a lot of people being like, you know, this is anti competition sportsmanship, like whatever, like I saw a bunch of people being mad about it. I think it helps to understand the context behind it. And I, I mean, I can't like double super fact check all of this, but from what I saw, like reading into it is that neither of those guys had a miss at any point, no leading up to that final height, at which point they both failed three times in a row. So normally when it comes down to a tie like this and two people both fail on the same height, having already cleared the same height, someone has missed the the tiebreaker is decided by the number of misses. Yeah. It's usually how it goes, but at this point, neither of them had missed. And then right. You both just fail. I I don't know what the, what the jump off would have looked like at that point. But if it's like under those circumstances, like this is an extremely rare thing to happen. And if, if they're both just like, I mean, I've had enough jumping, you know, why can't we both just, just call it a tie? Yeah. I, there, I don't think that there's, there's really any shame in that because I mean, like the, the competitiveness, like, you know, whatever, but in, in with track events, there is something I think more inherently competitive about it because the field events like it's not like you're jumping next to somebody right with with field events in particular so much of it is just you competing against yourself and they both did ridiculously well and then you get to this point that you can't go any higher and it seems that like there wasn't any like oh he got over it and then like barely he was one half of centimeter of his butt cheek touched it and then it bounced off it was like they weren't close on any of the three. They both snuck over the first or the, the one before it. And like, at that point, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely not mad about it. And then, and then like you talked about like the, the right. If you have that option and both of them, like, what do we have to lose? You have a gold medal to lose. 
what do you have to gain from doing it? Nothing. Pretty much literally Because nothing. you get a gold medal. Can't get any higher. And the fact that both of them were like, I don't want to jump anymore. Let's just do this thing. Yeah. Is sweet. And then them like celebrating hugging, with each other, hugging yeah. each other afterwards. And, and, and cool. it's not like they both get a gold and then whoever was in fourth, like gets the bronze and that like wh- whoever was in third still gets the bronze medal. It's not like they give out another medal. So, yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm all for it. I saw it and I was like, this is, this is great. And then the, the other two things I know that, or I guess three things. So I know Mondo and Chris Nielsen were basically jumping for the gold and pole vault. I do not know the, the actual result. If you have a result, please speak. Mondo won. Okay. Making sure on that, but they both Chris jumped. Nielsen vaulted um, a personal best. I just remember, cause I was keeping track of that. I thought it was sweet. I know like the story of them back in high school and just yeah. think that it's like a super, a super cool thing, but they're like, right. It's like, okay, so these are the last two guys in it. They're vaulting for gold. Chris Nielsen is going to attempt this height that will have been the highest he's ever gone. And he, he, right. He, he does this, he does his vault. It looks awesome. Right. From my perspective, I'm like, this looks great. He just barely gets over he's hype because now he's vaulted this. And it's the, it's the best he's ever done. It's the Olympics. He is at worst getting a silver medal. And I was like, awesome. That's great for that guy. That's super cool. And then Mondo goes up and without any emotion, just, I mean, soars over it. It like just, it is not even close at the same height. It, it, I mean, it looks like he's doing a warm up bar. And then he comes down without a smile on his face. And it's just like, all right, what's the next one? I was like, this guy is unbelievable. Yeah. He is, he is, he is so, he is. so good. As like, I mean, yeah, like you, you can't be mad about getting silver no. against this guy. I mean, that's and, like, that's a, I'm going to say like in a similar way to Rye Benjamin going like, I ran 46 one. What do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, I, I've, I did everything I possibly could. And right. Like you have all the right in the world to be like upset. You trained super hard. You wanted a gold, but like, you just have to look and just say like, there's not a lot more I could have got out of myself for this. Like I really did run basically the perfect race and this guy just beat me. And now that's hard to swallow for guys like that, but I'm sure right. Nielsen's just like, well, damn good jump. I, I'm going <laughs> to put it all out there. And you know, I've, I've all done my best ever. I, I gave you everything I could and you beat me. Like I'll shake your hand we've known each other for a long time and yeah, I guess like if I lost, I'm glad I lost to you, but it's, I mean, there has been a lot of that going on in this Olympics. Yeah. I mean, just performances that you're like, you really just can't be mad about losing when people are going like so well, I mean, yeah. right. If you're in that women's 800 and a thing mode just takes it from the gun and runs, runs 155 <laughs> and it's like, you know, she was in control the whole way. It, it made for a fast final, but you know, losing to that, it's, you really, you just can't be, you can't be that upset about it. Sure. But so, I mean, the only two things I want to, I want to like briefly say before would be Raven Saunders bringing some sweet energy in the shot, put, uh, putting the tweets out about like, Oh, it's going to be hot. I'm going to wear like the sprinters, like booty shorts and, um, gets the silver goes up on the podium and does the X. Like I have a lot of respect for that. Um, I think she, she kind of handled herself the right way and trying to like spread a message and wasn't too out there. and wasn't, you know, just like, I think she, she handled things the right way on what she was trying to say. And, um, Valerie Allman, the, I believe that's her name. Yep. wins the the discus and oh and we left out courtney frex puts down the largest bde move in steeplechase today that was all, that was so awesome to watch this goes morning. for silver and that is awesome and you know if you say like this is my best chance and people might be like this is super dumb but you know like this is my shot i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go for it mad respect that's crazy, and I'm super happy that Ferrex got a silver medal out of it. Um, so all all three of those performances, awesome, inspiring. I don't have anything else to add about it. It's been a great track and field Olympics. Keep watching, please keep watching, keep paying attention to stuff because I promise it'll be it'll well maybe 
won't get better because we saw 400 hurdles, both genders, but like, it's going to be good. There's going to be incredible races. You can just tell like the buildup is insane for these Olympics. And um, do you have any thoughts on any of those before we move on, Ben? We got to do some quick predictions. All right. So you, we have your prediction for the women's, um, the women's 1500 and the women's 10 K. I think that I'll just go with faith. Keep you gone. And um, let us embed good day. I those were the two that I was like, if anyone's going to beat Safanasan, it'll be these two. So right. I'm, I I'll predict that those two win. Men's fifteen hundred, men's five thousand. Who do we got? Five thousand. I've got Chepta guy with a vengeance. He's coming out. He gets the silver. Um, hell of a race from Borrega, by the way. We didn't even mention that. I was woken up on a couch, watched the race. Great race. Awesome 10K race. A lot of great moves. Grant Fisher ran incredible. We should have mentioned that. Race. Excellent. Like, great tactically. Put himself in it. Uh, Mohamed takes the shot with, like, 800 to go. I always respect, like, those kind of moves. And Brega just has it. Chepta guy and Kiplimo, correct? Is that the other Ugandan's name? I think so. That sounds right. So they go they go second and third. Um, but I think Chepta guy back in the 5K is – that's a dangerous weapon. You don't want to be around. And I mean, this 5k is crazy though. Like all the names and watching those, those heats, that was, that was pretty insane. Men's 15. There's just so many open. It's so open. There's so many possibilities. Um, my, my gut says it's chariot because the guy's been there. He's done that. He knows how to win in a bunch of different ways and a bunch of people are going to look at him. So tactically, like he's not going to get in the middle of a box, and not be able to get out. You know what I mean? He's kind of a front runner at heart. He's going to be in position. And if somebody beats him, like they just straight beat him. He's not going to beat himself. So I got to pick Chariot. I think Inga Britson is going to medal and it's going to be a Homer pick. I think Ollie Hor is going to medal. Like, I think he's, he's did not run tactically the best, not what I wanted to see in his first heat, but that heat was loaded. And, you know, it's his first Olympics, his first world championships, and he gets through. He looks sound. But, I mean, you got to watch out for guys like Centro, Hawker. Um, there's a, a another 330 guy in Ali Semi-Heat. You got to watch out for McSwain. He's run 349. This Like, there's a lot of guys to look for. Kerr, there's, it's a dangerous 15. But I think the two favorites are going to be – they're both going to medal – Maybe, you know, one of them goes third, but I think I'm going to pick Chariot for the win. What do you got? 5k 15. Yeah. I've, I've been a cheer- fan of Chariot for, for a few years, pretty much right when like he was starting to get like really good and a lot of recognition with, um, Menangoy as well, that like training group, um, in the wake of Centrowitz walking and then running an all out 400 <laughs> to win in, in Rio the fact yeah. that those guys started running 1500s and at any point in the race, they were comfortable just opening it up yeah, just and dropping, dropping the entire field being like, I'm going to run like, a 55, yeah, come with me. Yeah. Just, just opening stupid fast and being able to hold it. Like, I, I think that that is, that is going to end up happening. I think that Chariot is going to be like, all right, I'm the guy. And it might not be from the gun. It might not be after one lap, but earlier than most of those guys are ready for, I think he's going to drop the hammer and it is not just going to be a move. That's like, all right, we're going fast now. It's going to be a move. That's like, you got to go, you got to pretty much be going lactic right now. Yeah. If you want to cover this. And the only other guy that I've in, in that field that I've seen be able to respond to those type of things. And usually I've right. There've been some diamond league races where, or there was at least one where Jakob took second to uh Chariot after he opened in like a 55 or something. Yeah. It's like, right. What, what do you do about this? But it's it, like, if it goes like that, you know, Centro is not in it. Centro doesn't have that kind of, you know, he doesn't have that kind of, uh, I guess just top end endurance, obviously like, Right, you can never be like, oh, well, Nick Willis is because even last time I would have been like, man's 34, 
yeah. I wouldn't have expected. It just kind of played into his hands for him to end up getting. Yeah, I mean, it's right, the slow race, and there's a yeah. lot of factors. Getting a medal like he did, he's a tactician. He's got great finishing speed. It just it turned out really well for him. But Willis, I don't think, is going to be in it. I don't um, think he'll make the final. I don't think he'll get out of the semi. No, I mean, that's fair. But if he is in it, but and um, right, everyone's pretty big on uh, Cole Hawker, and like Cole Hawker's really good, and he can finish fast races really fast. But when it if it when it comes down to those guys, being can he run like, three thirty one? Period. This is gonna be fast, and yeah. even if he can, he's not gonna have that last hundred. Maybe I mean I don't maybe, know. maybe he does. Maybe he sneaks in and and gets a bronze or that'd be just, sick clip someone at the end I'd, I'd be all for it but did you see his his video on instagram with the song gorgeous in the background no you should watch it it is a sweet like i don't know who clipped a bunch of stuff together for him and it's like a combination of like races that he's won this year and like him in tokyo like getting ready just like wearing his like usa warm-up like it is. It's just a really cool, like, 60-second video, and I think it was, like, a great song to put. So you should watch it if you haven't. It'll get you excited. If you don't like Cole Hawker, then you need to you need to get out from under the rock you're living under, and you need to start rooting for him because the dude is just fun to watch race, period. Like, you, you can like other people more, but he's fun to watch race, and he's an American at the Olympics right now. This guy sure. is dangerous. That's let's, for sure. I mean, ultimately, like, I'll, I'll be the happiest if, Brett, I mean, perfect world. It's like Central and Hawker go one, two. Like, that would, I'd be the happiest about that, obviously, because they're Americans. But let's be honest, that just isn't going to happen. No. There, there is an outside chance, depending on the way that the race is played out, that one of them ends up getting, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say it's an outside chance, depending on the way that the it's race plays out. Yeah. I think that, yeah, one of them can get a medal. I don't think that there's any way that, the both of them end up with a medal no. just because of the number, right? You talk about McSwain and Ali and Ingebrigtsen and Cheryu. Like those are guys that are, that are just like really, really good. Yeah. But I, I'd be, I'd be very pleased to see, to see Ali get a medal. I think that'd be great. I am also going to pick Cheryu to win. I, I think it's going to be in some ways, it's going to be the, the overcorrection of what happened at the last Olympics. And instead of being, really slow really slow it's gonna it's gonna gonna wind up being fast yeah yeah which i mean i think there's a couple guys that you wouldn't expect in an olympic race but with a guy like chariot in there and a guy like as fit and ready as as ingebrigtsen who's run 1248 this year i think there's a legitimate like 327 or faster chance in this race oh no i i see that you know that'll be my prediction is that chariot wins and it'll be under It'll be under three thirty. Yeah, yeah, fair. But um, so before we talk about the MTP, which just finished, basically, like as we've been speaking during the podcast, it finished. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, kind of been making some decisions. I'm in Madison for basically like ten days now. That's it. And then the real world is coming like a freight train. And so for anyone out there listening, I'm just gonna announce my like. Uh, I don't know, like injury reserve, like vacation time. Like I'm just going to announce my leave for a little bit of time while I get adjusted to a new lifestyle from like creating podcasts every week, scrambled legs. Now that doesn't mean I won't be on a show. I'll, I'll still be tweeting some stuff, but basically once the Olympics is over, I'm, I'm going to chill out. We I've made a podcast a week since January, 2020 every week. And I'm going to, I'm going to take a little break. Ben can do whatever he wants to do. Wyatt can do whatever he wants to do. I am, I'm just going to shut it down for two, three weeks, maybe cross country starts and I get the bug and I say like, we're going to do this. Maybe I sit there and say like, I think bi-weekly would be great. You know, I'm working 40 hours a week now, but like every other week I I'd be excited to get on a podcast and do a pod for an hour. Maybe I just say like, I've had a lot of fun and and this is it. And I'm good with that. So it's kind of one of those, I'm just going to let myself think about it and breathe. Uh, We've been scrapping some pods together last minute here and there. Not that they haven't been good and not that we haven't like planned for them somewhat, but 
I'm, I'm not going to force it when I get out and start working and start having like different goals as to what, what I really want to be prioritizing and focusing on. So for anyone out there, uh, this current podcast, and then I'm planning on one next week, basically to wrap up the Olympics. And after that, wouldn't expect anything until at least September. Uh, so probably like not that far of a time off, but it's, if I'm, if I'm hungry and I want to do it, I'll come back and do it. It's, this is a fun time, but sometimes it's, it's tough and it is time consuming. You got to think about it. So, um, that's, that's out there for, for anyone that wants to know and listening. And if you guys are like, please start doing stuff, please let me know. Because anytime someone says like, like, thank you guys for making this, or like, this was a great listen on my run or like a text I've received from people that were like, yo, that was a good pod this week. Like that goes a long way. So if that's something that, you know, people say even like whatever, once a month, every three weeks of whatever kind of cycle it is, I'm not against coming back and doing podcasts, but I'm going to chill out on it for a little bit and kind of see what I want to do. So Ben, you can do whatever you want to with that information, but uh, let's talk about the the musical training plan bracket that just finished up as we've been talking. I'm going to put musical it to you. training plan bracket. There have been 10 months worth of blogs. That is 70 albums, one additional blog to introduce every theme. So it's a lot that I've written. <laughs> it's yeah. been, uh, so 80, <laughs> 80 blogs that I've written doing this. As I've said before, I don't think that there is a quote unquote bad album that I've written about. I may be the only person in the world who has actually sat down and listened to these exact 70 albums at this point. I mean, every week it, it becomes the chance becomes higher and higher that I'm actually the only one. I doubt that anyone is, has participated and kept up with every single thing, but it's the idea of it, right? Oh man, it was great. I think that we, it seems like we did most of the seating pretty well. There were some, right. I think that the, the lowest seed that we saw go semi deep, I think to, he made it to sweet 16 was the 10 seed Elvis Presley blew Hawaii. Got to give it up for the King. Um, but I mean, it was, it's just been fun. The first couple of days, there was a whole lot of, of tweetering and in Instagram that was storying. That was real it, was, it was a lot, but then as it came down to into it more and more, and we're like, all right, sweet 16. That's when it really started, really started to get fun. Um, the album that I picked to win my favorite album, Pink Floyd's dark side of the moon uh falls in the it makes it to the sweet 16 and then loses to the higher seed never of, mind of never mind i texted noah pretty early in into that round i was like look if never mind wins i i won't be too upset as a well coached team with at least one really really big superstar oh, yeah. and if i and, and it's not like it's going against some Right. I mean, it's never mind. Like everybody, even if you've never listened to that album, everyone in the world is in some way familiar with Smells Like Teen Spirit. Or Most has seen people, that album cover. Or has seen that album cover. So that's like, I think that Dark Side is a more recognizable album cover, but there are probably more people that you could make them listen to Dark Side of the Moon and they'd be like, I have never heard any of that before versus you play just the first song and it's like, yeah, I mean, everyone knows that. Everybody knows that. Yeah. So I was like, it's a, of any album for it to go out to, I would have been more upset about it losing to Back in Black. Oh. But my, just partially just because, it's, just because it's your the album that, that you picked. But yeah. You know, Nevermind is as a piece of entertainment, as a piece of art, you know, rest in peace, Kurt Cobain. It's just Nevermind is great. And it is great. It is really great. And as is Back in Black. But I just kind of end to end. There are some that like you look at like um, off of play ins or like for Miles Davis being a 16 seed, Jimi Hendrix being a 16 seed, the Frank Sinatra albums being seeded like really low. Yeah, like, like 12. These are, yeah. This is deep. This is deep. This is fun. There were very few results that I was like surprised by upset about. I would oh, say. Okay. There were few that I was surprised by. Like, I'm not, I'm not really surprised that the Florida Georgia line album beat the Dolly Parton album. I haven't heard a little bit. 
I'm not sure. I think I may have tweeted it the following round, but my, my general thoughts on that were the Florida Georgia line album beating the Dolly Parton album is a perfect illustration of why people who don't like country music don't like people who like country music. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely <laughs> right? right. Because if it comes down to like, I mean, what's something that's comparable, right? If it comes down to like Led Zeppelin and like, I don't know, the Nickelback or Nickelback. Yeah. Some, some shit like that. Like there's no world in which rock fans are going to, even if you prefer Nickelback, it's like, you know, you know, it's, it's Zeppelin, right? Yeah. And, and how country music fans can even, and I mean, right, recency bias and just off of the song Cruise, which is like the only actually really good song on that album. It's like, <laughs> I mean, there's, fair. there's, there's other good songs on that album. I'm, yeah. I like, I like that album, but for that to do better <laughs> than Code of Many Colors by Dolly Parton, which is like a culturally significant work, it's like, okay I, yeah okay this is this is that one made me a little bit mad i i think our our elite eight was spot on like it was really as good. good it was really as good, good as it can get really um final four predictions i went three for four which i feel pretty proud about uh the five seed that i picked bridge uh bridge over troubled water did not advance very far at all actually unfortunately but it was uh it was just all like all the the elite eight matchups were close. I mean, none of them were blowouts. None of I got I got a couple messages. You know, you see people like this is cruel, and I got a couple of those early on that like you're gonna make me vote between this and this. I mean, I say we got one of those for one of the play in matches. Yeah, I, th- I think it was the the tribe called Quest versus yeah Daft Punk. It was even me looking at like I'm not like particularly attached but like i love both of those albums oh, and that's good. really that's really hard right out the gates i mean there so. were so many of these just the whole way through that i was like which do i vote man like this is a challenge yeah, yeah so i mean luckily i control my own account and jacob's insurance account so if there were some that i was like i don't know what to do i was like i'm just gonna split them which happened a fair amount and then, you know I, I feel like that's fair like I did as we got closer, like into the Elite Eight, I literally listened to both albums of matchups if I had time in the day and tried to pick. But um, so Elite Eight, I'm going to roll through what we had in each spot. We had Thriller versus Teenage Dream in the pop region. We had Back in Black versus Nevermind in the rock region. We had Rocky Mountain High versus Taylor Swift's debut album in the folk country region. And the final region we had was rap and it was college dropout versus good kid, mad city. And all of those were, were tight. They were all close matchups. I didn't know exactly where to go in folk and in um, rap. I, I really didn't like, those are both albums that I like. I'm familiar enough with, but maybe not like an expert on uh, back in black is just my all time favorite album. So I was getting my vote. And I listened to Thriller earlier on, and like that album is just incredible. Not to say that Katy Perry's album isn't really good, because that's a like, obviously like the recency bias, the name Katy Perry, like a couple big songs you recognize from that. But like no, that album course, itself, like, Dream is great. At lowest, Dream is a, is at a great, great lowest album. deserves a four seed, and that is like stretching for how low it should be there. Oh I no, think. for sure. Like in, in in my mind, it's it's the three seed. Okay, like we we had to give it. We, I like, I was like, okay, it, it beat Thriller last time. So because of results previously, I we're going to give it the one seed. Like right, we had this discussion in yeah. my heart, in my soul, in my mind, it goes Thriller, Purple Rain, Teenage Dream, and then everything else. Like it's just yeah. a step down from there. Yeah. Agreed. But no, I mean, I, I couldn't even think of, it, it'd be tough to find another pop album. I mean, between maybe there's a Beyonce album that's like more there, pop. There may be, there may be. Um, I mean, yeah, there's probably a case for Lemonade. Being, or, or no, we put Lemonade in the hip hop category. Yeah, it was in hip hop. That no, that that's definitely a hip hop album. Yeah, but I mean, it, it depends on what you what you qualify as being pop because that is kind of fair, fairly open. 
So, yeah. but even in terms of like, I, you could definitely convince me that there are greater pop albums than, than those. But in terms of how we are seeding this, like, I mean, Thriller, Purple Rain. Is teenage Dream, yeah. Teenage Dream. It's, you're not going to find three, you're not going to find very many better than those three. And then I was, I was kind of thinking about like rock and there are definitely more, but I mean, Zeppelin two, the eight seed put, it, it put the fear of God into, into black and black in that um, I for, forget if it was the 32 seed matchup or, or not 32 seed, the, um, the, right. The second round when there were 32 albums remaining, but like looking at that happen and it was up for a little bit. And then it was really close. And then as the voting went on, more and more people just kind of trickled the back and black way, putting that over. But like looking at that and kind of being like, wow, the leadheads are really coming out in, in force and they might, they might knock this out. And it was a nail biter for a little while, for sure. Like, right. You, you take, you take um, two years and two albums more than that. I mean, honestly, who, who is to say what would have happened had Zeppelin four been there instead of Zeppelin two, obviously Zeppelin four is not an eight seed. I think, I think Zeppelin four would have been the two seed. Cause even it, that's another one that like, I think a lot of people just kind of recognize the greatness of Led Zeppelin. Even if you're not that familiar, a lot of people would probably recognize the album cover. And then the people that are like, Oh, I don't, I've never listened to this. Let me just look at it. And you just kind of take, even just a, the, the briefest of glances at that track list, you're like, oh, yeah, this is what Stairway to Heaven is from. Like, sure, I've, I Zeppelin Four, I think, is maybe one of the only other rock albums that had like a shot because I mean, we put them, we put these other like classic albums yeah. out there on the line against Back in Black. It's just Back in Black is tried and true. It's the crowd pleaser. Yeah. Zeppelin was, 4, it, it may be the only album that I can think of off the top of my head that in in this and the way that people voted and the way that people were continuing to vote ha, would have had like a good shot to beat Back in Black. Maybe was, Abbey Road, but Abbey maybe. Road even is like, is that a pop album? Is it, you know, whatever. Like nothing that the Rolling Stones have made was going to beat um, Back in Black, regardless of the Rolling Stones being a much better band than ACDC. <laughs> in terms of their career but like yeah. there just wasn't anything that i was like we threw nevermind at it we threw the greatest progressive rock album at it yeah we threw you know the probably the greatest southern rock album at it we threw hysteria which is like i mean one of the best just like hair metal 80s yeah albums like there's what other than zeppelin 4 could have could have been back in black i can't think of anything i can't either unless there's a van halen album that stands alone but i like no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think that Van Halen or 1984 could have got it. I don't, I think you're right. But I think that is one that like could have, could have maybe got past like Nevermind or Dark Side of the Moon, potentially. Put a scare, yeah. That's, but um, yeah. yeah, I was, I was shocked. And I will say I applaud our voters that I, I was surprised that like there was some, some old souls kind of out there and like people who were just maybe actually looking at, at, set lists and checking stuff out where you might not know the album like right off the rip but people who aren't like taylor swift didn't make the final four against rocky mountain high and i was shocked by that yeah no, i thought was, for that sure that was kind of surprising um i mean zeppelin 2 gets gets a the biggest scare basically to back in black that there is absolutely it was um, close and because then Back in Black kind of rolls Hysteria and it was close with Nevermind, but that was expected. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zeppelin, too, like takes it to the wire. And there's there's a couple like, right. I mean, Blue Hawaii kind of moving and going. I will say like the Nas album got got booted a little earlier than I would have expected or liked to see really opening Certainly round earlier than it sh- than it should have been. But Purple Rain, Thriller just a lot of albums doing really exactly what they should have been doing along the way. And like the miseducation of Lauren Hill, like that was an album that got the recognition I felt it deserved. And it went, it went close with Beyonce's lemonade. Like there was a mm-hmm. lot of, and I don't know if that's people listening. I don't know if that's like people going in and checking what is on albums or like just hearing a quick like song, like whatever is starred from that album. I don't know. 
but I was impressed. The voting numbers were up. That must mean we're doing something right or you're doing something right. I don't know. It, it was a lot doing of fun. Something. It was a lot of fun. I think like this, cause this will probably happen again down the road. I don't know at what point I think we got to limit it because round one of 64 is impossible to tweet and Instagram. I think we got to find a way to like, maybe that first round, you got to do like four different days. I like, that might be the best way to do it because it's exhausting. Like it, it yep. literally took me like 45 minutes to tweet all of the matchups. Oh, it took me, I, I don't even want to think about how long it took me just to go on Google and to look up album, album name, covers, album cover and to download all of them to my phone so that I could have it just to post on the Instagram story. Right. Moving forward. It was like, even that was just like so much. And, and in the first day going into like the Google doc and kind of doing like the thing with your phone where you open up like everything that you viewed and going back and forth and trying to figure out what is actually going against what, and then remembering what seat it was Yeah, with like the confusion of um, having the play-ins and like me not, doing that exactly right with our right and there's like one through 18 instead of actually having like what it was that that the first day there was a lot of uh mental gymnastics that were going on so yeah no i mean i i think that 64 is a is a good number this is i was thinking about if right if we do end up doing this again um doing 64 and instead of having the play-ins right just kind of picking out like all right Patty Smith is not going to be in it. Got one vote. That, that one vote was me. I know. So I got zero votes. Yeah, it got zero votes. <laughs> Patty Smith, great album, not going to be in it. Take uh, a hike. Right. You know, Miles Davis. It's just, it's just so different. Yeah. Get Ben Helmet. Yep, exactly. Just kind of going through those and being like, <laughs> all right, Black Star isn't going to go anywhere. Nope. Just kind of limiting. And then also right down the road, I'm, I've now started to like rep repeat artists. artists. So I just leaving an artist in once limiting it to one and having come fly with me instead of in the wee small hours. And right. If I end up doing Elvis Presley, which is the one with like the green and pink letters over the black and white picture of Elvis here, like that's which is the best Elvis album doing that instead of blue Hawaii. Yeah. And right. Whatever. A different Beatles. Right. Yeah. So we get what, what's a Beatles album that right. Yeah. Right. Having it be rubber soul or Abbey road or Sergeant peppers or something that people will vote for more than than help than help. Yeah. Yeah. A better Bob Dylan album, like some, whatever limiting it to a better Bruce Springsteen album. Oh my goodness. Could you imagine if how much farther Bruce would have gone if it was born to run or born in the USA? Oh man. A lot farther, but um, you know, I don't want to drag on about the MTP too far. Do you have any closing thoughts or remarks? Um, I guess just going forward, it, it gets harder and harder to think of a theme yeah. <laughs> every, every month. And right now I'm, I mean, spoiler, the uh, it's going to start on, Sunday, right? Uh, Saturday, the intro blog will be out, but Sunday, the, it'll actually start. The theme for uh, August is boy bands and girl groups and committing to that theme and being like, this will be fun. And then also spoiler, writing a blog about a One Direction album and being like, yeah, I'll, I'll do this because I know that people like One Direction and like, right, whatever. And finding myself saying more mean things than, <laughs> than nice things about it. Like, maybe I shouldn't be limiting myself to, to themes. Yeah. So I'm, I, I think I'm going to do, I'll do 12. I will have done a full year of sticking to like the theme format. And then from there, just doing, just kind of making the musical training plan, the musical training plan and, and making it easier to really commit to that idea of like, if you, if you follow the plan, if you do the training, you'll be a better listener and hopefully you'll have a better appreciation of all different kinds of, of art and music. And then, you know, maybe I'll cut it down to five a month or do like one every week. So it ends up being four or five a month, but like spacing it out more. So it's not like, Oh, I got to catch up and 
listen to two albums today or like whatever, right? Like doing like on Sunday releasing this is the one for and then I can put in more time, right? Because I always end up procrastinating. Yeah, sure. Typing up blogs like the night before it's supposed to come out, like whatever. Um the musical training plan will probably change in after like two months from now. Okay. Especially as right, I'm gonna at the end of this month my college career starts up again so resumes it'll it'll be toned down a little bit and then i don't know what i'm going to do with cruising altitude if that'll we might end up doing every other week and then just have whatever week scrambled legs isn't on if i don't know whatever i'm not like super committed to anything we'll discuss we will uh we'll look at contract extensions and um, a couple different things here and there you know how that goes things will change though things will be a little different yeah, the Scrambled Legs Network. No one, no one knows what the future holds, and no one does, and that's the beauty of it. But um, we thank you guys for listening. You know, share us with a friend. Give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, uh, like our Facebook page. You know, whatever, whatever form you like. If you like listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're on all of those. Uh, we appreciate you guys for listening, for voting along with the musical training plan for really everything. You know, it's just good. Good to, to have you guys out there to have some support and to feel like we talk to more than just our mom. Even though we love you, mom, we, we want to make podcasts for more than just you. But with all that being said, Mr. Jet, take it away. Thank you for listening, everybody. Please continue to listen or don't. You know, it's not like we're going to know, but we're not your dads. No, we're not. We're not your dad. So do what you want to do. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Watch the Olympics. Please do that. Um, Have fun each and every day. Scramble on. Let's make this fleeting moment last forever. So tell me what you're waiting for. I'm gonna keep it frozen here forever. There's no regretting anymore. It's worth the wait. So far away